Hello and welcome to the Conscious Consulting Podcast, where we will introduce you to the Conscious Consulting Philosophy. Together with our senior advisors from all around the world, we blend the deep knowing of wisdom traditions, technology, modern science and business, and show you how to transform this wisdom into impact in your daily life as a consultant, leader or entrepreneur. Welcome to the CCG community. In our Conscious Consulting podcast, we package our own learnings, insights and ideas from our decade-long experience of working with leaders and leadership teams to give you hands-on support and food for thought. And today we want to talk about the three major myths in leadership that we meet over and over again in our consulting practice. And we want to explore with you what leaders are basically not responsible for. Most of these myths are in opposition to the mainstream conversation. So lean back, relax and enjoy a wonderful new episode on the Conscious Consulting Podcast. happy that we finally made it to this podcast episode <laughs> it was <laughs> like the easiest task for today but we made it and I'm super excited to talk with you today about the myth in leadership so how did you come up with this topic uh, hello Lisa thank you for having this conversation with me today well actually I'm part of the tribe uh, that is working in leadership and with leaders for now 30 years and more, 30 more years, actually. And I witnessed many of the developments firsthand, actually, which took place over these three or four decades. And these developments have been significant on one hand. So they brought more and more distinctions into the arena. And at the same time, they grew there grew some realities out of that, which in my understanding or to our understanding uh, also led to some confusion about what's been taught and how managers and executives should run the organization, shall behave in front of the people, all these topics of culture, trust, empowerment, you name it, have been in the arena and they over time, they develop their own kind of existence in there. And so, and to our understanding and what we witness with, with many of our clients, actually, they come to a very, let's call it unique interpretation, a very personal interpretation uh, of those topics. And many of which lead into, maybe not into an abyss, but uh, are dead end roles. So they do not really serve the original idea. They do not serve the purpose of how to empower and engage with your organization as a, as a leader, as an executive, and to support your people in the right way. So we would like to, it is uh, actually when we came in and, and took advice from our teachers, like this like great American philosophers, Werner Erhard and others, and uh, spiritual traditions from all walks of life, actually. And so we, our intention was to blend that wisdom, to bring it into shed a different light on the same issues and see where they will take us. And we think they're fundamentally different takes 
and so some of them which would we like to sh- we would like to share with you and yeah this is why we are here today so what are the most common myths of leadership and in leadership myth number one would be the myth of motivation this is a a honeypot this is a honey trap actually if you as a leader take on the idea of i am responsible for the motivation records internal motivation of my people uh wake up this isn't a territory we have no access to although employees often invite us to believe that and if we follow that invitation this is dangerous at least a, a, a toxic game because you will never be able to play according to the expectations of the others or if you do so uh they might say oh but hmm, this has been good but i think it could be better so you start performing as an executive according to the hmm, interpretation of your employees motivation is an a territory we have only access in our own life to give that back all the invitations to the others i am not responsible for your motivation what you are you are maybe responsible for no demotivation as much as possible but to make it clear and this is a wonderful or this is an invitation to wonderful conversations with your employees or with your colleagues that you are that you don't take the responsibility for themselves just to point to the facts of your engagement together they signed a contract and i don't know if you ever checked your contract there might not you might not find a line saying you will i will deliver what i promise to deliver when the company is behaves in a motivating way towards me or when my superiors uh, take care of my motivation this line is nowhere found in no contract i've ever seen or I've ever we have ever heard of and most likely you have ever heard of so this is not part of your contract you have a contract bluntly spoken cash for your delivery and this is a very helpful relationship to it, to treat it on that level because this is a prof- the professional layer of of your engagement together so it might sound weird but it's a deep act of humanity if you as an executive don't buy into that conversation give them the chance to unfold and if you if you translate unfold into other forms or if you distinct unfolding then we we find growth we find development we find shaping capacities we find mastery we find excitement because on the on the other side if you don't do that i as the representative of the organization i don't care so much as soon as you deliver what you promised to deliver i'm happy i'm happy for you if you are you if you feel motivated but this is not stated in our contract so allowing that to happen and and actually giving 
allowing this experience for employees to take place. Oh, it does make a difference when I take care of my own motivation. Actually, when I start owning my life, a short take on, on, on the myth of motivation. So uh, you as a leader are not responsible for the motivation of your employees, but you're no. responsible for not demotivating them. Yeah. As I understood. Sometimes it's not, not even that is possible because the context might change, mm -hmm. which you are not responsible for because I don't know, there is a, a, a breakage in transportation as we see right now in global markets. There is a, a lack in, in supply chains. So who are we to... To, to take ownership for that. Yes, Sorry, but I interrupted yes. you. No, ab absolutely. But can leaders help to enhance the motivation or is it also responsibility of the leaders to help to build motivation? Yeah, first of all, not taking the illusion of ownership for other one's motivation is a big help as such. And to, to engage in a conversation about it. If, if appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, but the other one, uh, next one actually is, this, this actually, your question leads to, to, a, to the next myth about empowerment. This is a, a myth over the last 10 years, which became very common, very sexy, very agile, very, very modern. And so the empowerment of oneself and of your people. And in the common narrative, actually, empowerment is kind of understood as uh, give more decision powers to your people, give them a higher allowance or give them higher budgets, uh, don't intervene in the activities and so on and so forth. So in somebody else giving something to, to you. So again, it's from the obvious lack is out there. I'm not empowered because of there are some reasons out there which I'm not responsible for, but my boss is, so he shall give me, she shall give me more, blah, blah, blah. And then I will be, I will feel empowered. Hmm. This is very common, understood this way, without it. What is empowerment? Or actually, what is this empowerment? One can say that many people And, and I would like to set that in, in front of actually what we, all what we talk today is we are talking as well as about white-collar worker as well as blue-collar workers. There is no difference. We're talking actually about human beings and human beings engaged in something larger than their own business, they themselves. So this is valid for everyone. What we, we, we see in the world, in companies massively, not only on the level of employee, but also the level of executives, of managers, in other social organizations, also in politics, is many people feel disempowered. It's like a common disease. And this is interesting because uh, there have has been a time in everyone's life, you call it childhood maybe, when we were full of excitement, full of visions, full of dreams, everything seemed possible. We created realities for ourselves where we were the princess or the king and the queen and, and the masters of the universe. Mm -hmm. 
And over time, that what people call reality hit in and became kind of rational and kind of hmm, normal, so to speak. We we dimmed our life down, our potentiality down. We, we played according to someone else's rules. We played according to how one should act, should behave. So this is a unwanted, a common life, you could call it a common life process, becoming an adult. But at the same time, it's, it's a tragedy. There, if our core qualities of creating a world where I matter, disappears and vanishes. And we wake up in a world when, at least I, but many of my peers around, we don't matter. My life doesn't make a difference. This is for many people the case. Many people see it, oh, well, I contribute this in this way, but oh, I'm just a tiny little ant in, a, in, in an ant kingdom, and it's not about me here. Many people have this this experience. And we did it. We did this with clients. We asked, we talked to people who felt disempowered uh, about their work situation, about what are their possibilities they could decide on, they could engage in. And it was it's interesting, the more you speak with them or the deeper you lead that conversation, the more they realize, oh, there's so much I could decide. And, you know, this classical uh, decision uh, when I pick up the phone when it rings and e- either I smile or I look angry uh, adds a different flavor to the conversation. So just with that tiny example uh, or whom I bring to the party in the morning, the party called my office or my job, uh, creates a different reality for myself and for others. So this is a, so. This was a kind of proof that it's not so much about the outside world that gives me this and this, or offers me this and this potential. The question is, how do I matter? How can I experience myself as impactful? That my contribution makes a difference in life. And now speaking to the executive. This is your core, the core access to create a reality, to create a, a work situation where your employees can experience the experience of making a difference in life. That their contribution matters, that their life matters. And it, that the situation would be different if they wouldn't have contributed in this and this way or form. So, Looking at that angle, or through that angle, on this opening, and this opening is this every life situation with where we are we are engaged with others, especially in work relations, or inviting your employee into this into that form, and within that form, unfolding her or his potential, her or his access to the task, it takes some courage because it's, for you as an executive, it's a kind of uh, giving up of control or at least the illusion of control. And 
at least to our own terms of understanding how a process should be done, inviting the possibilities of breakdowns, of failures. Because if it's not played according to how I think uh, they should be played, um, well, I will have to handle and to deal with it. But on the other hand, uh, it allows different varieties uh, of solutions to appear. It, if I'm very clear in the way how I would like to, you to address a, a specific situation, then give clear advice. Be very clear about that. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's not about nicing around in this relationship. It's being about being explicit and transparent and make very clear about your expectation, but then let him or her go. And again, there are coming back to this idea of allowing this experience of my life matters. It is one of three basic columns or, or pillars in life, in every human life. From a psychoanalytic point of view, there are the three major demands. One is belonging. I belong to something larger than I'm my, on my own. A community, a tribe, a team, an organization, a nation, whatever. The second is I can develop. I can grow. Unfold my potential. And the third is my life matters. My contribution makes a difference. If we can, if we can offer those three qualities to employees or to any, any peer situation in a family, in a, any social community, in, in a village, in a, in a house, in a nation, in actually in the world, we we build the fundamental cornerstones of what it means to be a human being. And we, you as executive, you have access to those, to every one of that pillar. So it shapes your the direction of your focus, of your what you are ought to do, what you are ought to offer an organization, what you ought to offer your people, actually what you ought to offer yourself. And question yourself, do I belong? Can I unfold my potential? And does my life matter? Yeah, coming back to the, to the point that you're always impactful, not only in the future, every, everywhere and every time. Who, who you express to be? today in this moment creates something, creates an impact and sometimes not that what you, what you expect to, what you are aware of people do, leaders do, they are not aware of how much impact they have, how many people, consciously and unconsciously look at them every single moment they measure every activity you do and how you show do the rules count for you as well That's the, the third myth that you would like to talk this trust myth or this to our understanding real big misunderstanding. 
there is a, a a common way of how we relate to the issue of trust and and how it's commonly explained is our relationship or relationship start with no trust because how could it be uh, and over time you prove that you're trustworthy and if i experience that trustworthiness then i will give you my trust i will trust you this seems normal and understandable and reasonable and so on and so forth and so we started no trust and until you have proven that you're trustworthy i can trust you what if it's just the other way around or not even the other way around what if it's just different what if just if trust and this is a kind of big step maybe has nothing to do with someone else what if trust is nothing that grows between the two of us for instance but trust is a an opportunity i take a stand for trust is a quality i own in my own life for my own life so it is completely first of all disconnected from everyone else it's a actually a choice i took a choice i take a quality i cultivate and it is a it's a space i own if trust is my property the property i own and i invite you to i'm not there is no obstacle for me to to be in a conversation of hey lisa uh, what i see is this and this and i would expect it to have it this in this way uh, and i trust you i'm fully engaged in trust and what is necessary for that as it's again pointing towards me and you might see now if you look at all the three of myths it's always pointing towards us we are in this driver's seat always um it's there is one requirement it asks from myself or one way to to begin with because how your question would be now how can then uh, can i then install trust how can i create a condition that i i own this property or how does that look like and this is easy this is an easy one start with being your word be your word is the magic key to trust no matter what be the word you gave to yourself and to others unconditionally and now there comes the end there might be a situation where you realize i cannot keep my word because again context is changing and it would it would be stupid vicious or disrespectful to continue on this old path on this old, old trajectory of your word from yesterday if that happens as soon as possible share this as a breakdown 
I have to take back my word. And I am very transparent why it is the case. Don't be shy about communicating that breakdown. Don't behave like stupid as if it still would be the case. No, if the conditions change and conditions do change because everything is moving and it's moving together, but everything is moving permanently. And don't be shy of what it means for your employees when they, or your peers when they see, oh, he's taking back his word. It needs courage to do so in public. It needs courage to change course. But at the same time, it's the most natural aspect everyone else knows about. This is what, what you're paid for, actually, to take this inconvenient, uncomfortable step in advance. And go ahead. Don't be stopped by yesterday's breakdown. Move on. No question at all. A lot of epiphanies and a lot of realizations from, from that. And I love how conscious consulting shows always like a total different aspect of things we take for granted mm-hmm. or just as mm-hmm. common. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing to ask about or to... Yeah, to challenge about this is mm-hmm. just the way it is. So um, actually, it allows freedom if you shift this your perspective, or if if one is able to shift her perspective according to that, or at least enhance one's perspective. Yeah, super fascinating because also the title is leadership, but in <laughs> every part of life, you have a leadership role. You- Everyone is a leader. There is no a tribe of leaders. Absolutely. And if you can implement those things for yourself, then you give the allowance to others as well. Yeah. And, and first of all, we are CEO of our own lives. Absolutely. And we're in the driver's seat, as you um, often yeah. mentioned in, in this conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if I summarize like um, what you said, then... You as a leader, and all of you are leaders in some way, you're not responsible for the motivation of others. And you don't need to empower people because they are always empowered and are always impactful. And I think I would add here, you you can contribute to that empowerment, of course. If you are able to allow the people around you, please, your teams, to experience that their life really matters, that what they do and how what they contribute to your organization makes a difference. This is what empowers people. And so trust. Trust lives within you. Nothing you allow somebody else to be trusted. It's a It's a quality you own and you invite others into that quality. You grant permission for them to step into your space of trust. And in this space, you act together, you play together. How do you do that? Start with being your world. Thank you. Have fun. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Conscious Consulting Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into the field of conscious consulting, become a part of our community, visit ccg-group.eu and subscribe to our newsletter so we can stay connected. You will find the link in the show notes. We look forward to having you on board.